1: It's the Round Ball Rock
2: Podcast starring Dave Schilling, Austin Crochet, Bob Needle Licky, Joey Devine, George McGinnis, Freddie
1: Lewis, Sean Keane. Mel Daniels! Musical guest
2: John Cougar Melon Camp featuring Michelle Lindege Ocello! And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock,
3: Joey Divine! Hi guys, it's me, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Divine, and we are back with another of our monster division previews. We've got the central division, but before we get to that, let's say hi to my co-host, permanent co-host Sean Keen.
2: Hey, how's it going, Joey? Pretty
3: good, pretty good. Um, and as always, please follow us on Twitter at Round Rock Pod. Uh, email us at roundrockpod at gmail dot com, and uh, give us a five star review on iTunes. Uh, eventually, we'll be on other services, probably. I don't know. Um, right. Spotify, give us a call, baby. Um, but Sean, you want to get straight to this division preview?
2: Yeah, let's just go. New, there ain't no news. Training camp, baby. Yeah, um, Sean. I mean,
3: with our with our luck, Jimmy Butler will get traded in between us recording this. And uh, yes, exactly. There's no news,
2: but it'll be somebody in the Central Division too. Yeah,
0: um,
3: Sean, let us know. Which friend from the Friends is the Central Division?
2: Yes, as we said, six friends in the Friends, six divisions in the NBA. It's a perfect match. The Central Division is Chandler Bing, a.k.a. Mrs. Chenandler Bong, as his TV guide says. Uh, Miss, sorry, Miss Chenandler Bong. Uh, the Division added a lot of beefy dudes like Blake Griffin and Wendell Carter Jr., which is typical Matthew Perry-esque weight fluctuation. Uh, Kevin Love and the Cavaliers are, like Chandler and Monica, the ultimate give-up marriage in television history. Well, uh, Kevin also, Love
3: also, I heard, does not remember some seasons he played with the Timberwolves, so...
2: Oh, I could, yeah, that that makes sense. Also like Matthew uh, Perry. <laughs> that's true, that's true. That's his, uh, Flip Saunders is his Janice, I believe, um... Also, this division has a lot of teams who get cucked by their own players. Paul George, Jimmy Butler, LeBron James. Could they be any more mediocre? No, they couldn't. I'm
3: gonna insert the Kawhi laugh right there. Um,
2: <laughs>
3: uh, let's start with our first team, Sean the Milwaukee Bucks. Last year they went forty-four and thirty-eight, good for seventh in the East. Their expected win percent uh, record was forty and forty-two. They lost to the Boston Celtics in round one. Again, I've said it before. I cannot believe that was a seven-game series. <laughs> uh, they were ninth in offense, nineteenth in defense, which I would have guessed it was the other way around. Their uh-huh. division odds are six and five, and their over/under is 46 forty-six and a half uh they said goodbye to Jabari Parker's ACL's, Brandon Jennings, King of the 55 point game, Shabazz Muhammad, King of being 55 years old when he's telling people <laughs> he's 25, uh Marshall Plumley and the forever memorable coach Joe prunty Uh they're bringing in brooke Lopez, all ta- all-time Nets leading scorer Brooke Lopez. Ursan Silva who's also... So they they traded one age liar in Shabazz Muhammad for another age liar in Ursaan mm-hmm. Uh Pat Connaughton, a.k.a. White Pat. Dante DiVincenzo, the Michael Jordan of Delaware, also a.k.a. White Dante. Uh, Trayvon <laughs> Duvall, uh, rookie first ever undrafted one and done. James Young, and of course... Coach Bud, Mike Buddenholzer. Sean, my first question for you. So This team has Eric Bledsoe, Giannis, and Chris Middleton.
2: Why were they so terrible
3: on defense?
2: So I think the reason for this is they were playing this weirdly aggressive defense under Jason Kidd that they didn't really change under Say It Ain't So Joe Prunty, where a big part of their scheme was rushing over and leaving uh, shooters open in the corner.
3: Yeah, they did not uh, respect the corner three.
2: (laughs) It's like the reverse of what everyone would tell you to do. Um, And it's funny because I understand the instinct of especially having young players to play like really aggressively on defense. But with this team, you literally could just kind of have them stand around with their hands up Mm -hmm. and have like a pretty good deterrent. On defense,
3: yeah, Chris Middleton rules.
2: Yeah, he's really good on defense. Um, Giannis sometimes gets into foul trouble, but other than that, I mean, he's he's fast and has long arms and tries really hard. I think I think their defense is going to be a lot better with Buttonholzer just because it's going to be a lot more simplified. Now he generally doesn't like switching very much, um, because he just thinks that guys play better if they're not getting bailed out on switches. Well, now, that was his... also
3: good if they're going to be playing Brook Lopez because you don't want to switch Brook onto
2: anyone. Yeah, and it also seems like these guys should be able to, like, go over screens. Like, if any team in the league can, it should be these Bulls, these uh, Bucks. Jesus. Uh, so I think they're going to be a lot better on defense. Like, that I think will be – The biggest difference with this team because, uh, even like even like guys like Dante DiVincenzo, who's probably a little slow for the NBA, doesn't seem like his arms
3: are really short, too.
2: I could, I could see a short arm man. I would believe nearly anything about Dante DiVincenzo again,
3: white Dante, white, white,
2: patent, white Dante, white Dante. Um. Uh, yeah, I think they're just going to play probably a a pretty conventional defense and that will be way better because it just seems like these dudes, uh, should just kind of be playing normal one-on-one defense and not aggressively switching and sprinting in from the corners. Well, and also,
3: (laughs) isn't Bud going to do a lot of weird stuff with Giannis now, positionally?
2: Yeah, I feel like he I feel like he's going to play around with matchups and stuff, but um
3: like don't you think this team is probably actually going to start Bledsoe, Brogdon, Middleton, Giannis and then either Alisova like, or Lopez?
2: I think Burke Lopez is going to start. But yeah, that sounds right. Um you mean like putting Tony Snell on the bench would would be that? Yeah. Uh yes, I think that actually seems like the most likely lineup that they end up with and closing with Jonas just playing 5 and uh yeah I think Elovis is going to play a lot I think Tony Snell will play a lot off the bench and uh but yeah I think I think he will probably play two point guards honestly
3: Tony Snell is going to be the guy I think to uh well and Middleton will be the guy that benefits most from Budenholzer because Tony Snell is very atlanta hawks swingman guy
2: yeah yeah exactly like
3: he's in the same vein as your your damari carroll or your uh your your tim hardaway juniors all these guys that buttonholzer got paid a shit ton of money
2: and then you're like oh they (laughs) yeah like (laughs) tony still made uh you know a mild amount of money but, yeah, uh, but where it's
3: like, oh, all of a sudden this guy is a defensive stopper, and for some reason shoots forty five percent from three. Now that's fucking weird. That's like the king of the buttonholzers.
2: Well, and Tony Snell is also like unique because sometimes you're like, oh, uh, you know, the league needs three and D guys, and Tony Snell is like, like a three and D only. He, yeah, guy. he's like a two and a half <laughs> and D though, actually. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, but but yeah, and it, 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 it in some ways, it's like I don't know. In some ways, I almost like a guy who kind of realizes like, oh, I'm I'm 26 years old now. I'm not gonna learn to dribble. All right, Sean.
3: My next question for you: so emotionally, what is the transition between starting the season with Brooke Lopez compared to starting with Greg Monroe? Okay. Is it a from raffi to nickelback Ooh. b from a chocolate factory to a meat packing plant <laughs> c from a bounce house to a haunted house or d from disney world to the bottom of a grave
2: wow um i was gonna say c but i think it's actually d
3: i also agree it's it's definitely d <laughs> um all right, so Coach Bud installs a motion offense that's very Spursy and encourages ball movement. Uh, they're basically Coach Bud says don't hold the ball for more than two seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Buck is gonna hate this the most?
2: Uh, I think it's gonna be Eric Bledsoe.
3: Uh, one hundred percent. He's he's not gonna love it. Now he's gonna be he... at a hair
2: salon. <laughs> <laughs> could he adapt to it? I wouldn't be like shocked if he. Uh, plays better in this offense, but I do think he will uh, emotionally resist this.
3: He's got some shit he needs to fix, man.
2: Uh, Giannis seems like a pretty willing passer, though. He was... Like, he had to isolate a lot last year, but...
3: Eric Bledsoe was so fucking bad in the playoffs. Like, people think he's a bad player
2: now, which is Mm -hmm. not the case. Uh, But, you know... He was bad, but he was also... Fine, in a like again, I feel like the perception after that series is that the Celtics swept it,
1: and 100%. it went seven
2: games. Like, like the different perceptions of Terry Rozier and Eric Bledsoe after the series uh, definitely made it feel different than that.
3: Oh, for sure, dude.
2: But also, like, they had a nightmare coaching situation all year, and I wouldn't be like. I wouldn't be shocked if he is a lot better this year, but yeah, he's it's he's gonna have to make some like personal adjustments.
3: Yeah, I think for sure. All right, my next co- uh, question is: uh, Coach Bud had his first job as a Warriors video intern in 1992. Uh, will this break the Bucks curse created when they let uh, our hero, fun guy, um, favorite person? non-anthony randolph (laughs) yeah favorite person non-anthony randolph division of round ball rock don nelson when they let him go since they let him go to since they let nelly go to the warriors Uh, you know what
2: i'm gonna say as a person i prefer don nelson
3: (laughs) to anthony randolph fair fair uh but since the bucks let don nelson go to the golden state warriors uh there's been only three playoff series wins in 30 years and one was the year after nelly left I
2: looked this up. That is insane. Like, like they let him go because he was fighting with owner Herb Cole. Uh, and I think, I think Nelly didn't like the Jack Swickma trade, but they went into purgatory. There was one year they made the conference finals. So except for the year after Nelly leaving and, uh, the year they lose to Iverson in the conference finals, they don't win a single playoff series. It's, it's almost impossible to do that. Yeah, that's especially seems playing baffling. in the, and they were in the Eastern Conference that whole time. Yeah, you can't win once. <laughs> they had the number one pick twice since then. Fear the deer, baby. Just it's crazy. Um, I think so. I think they're going to win a playoff series. I think they might too, and and I'm I'm going to say it. It's because they finally, <laughs> you know. Essentially came back from their mistake.
3: Yeah. Um, okay. Coach Bud once went to a Drake concert with Damari Carroll. Uh, Jeff Teague was also there, but not with the coach, which that's is my favorite detail. <laughs> Uh Which of his players is Coach Bud going to see a show with in Milwaukee and what artist?
2: First, I was like, he's going to see the wiggles with Brooke Lopez. And then I'm like, you know what? I think that's a little too. It's, like, too dorky for Coach Bud. It's, like, something that the cartoon version of um, him would do. So, I think he's going to go see Gogol Bordello with Ursan Ilyasova. Hmm. Uh,
3: I think he is going to go see uh The Violent Femmes, the best band from Milwaukee. Oh. With
2: Matthew Delavadova. Oh, that's... And Matthew is going to be like, yeah, when's the mosh pit going to open up? <laughs> Mike Hey, oh, I had to add it up, hey, hey, I'll tell you, this girl, I made a kiss off to her, you know, like it? I like Australian music best, <laughs> eh?
3: That's not a song about masturbating.
2: This is a song about masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, I've had a lot of blisters in the sun. That's, that <laughs> accent stopped being Australian about halfway through. Uh, <laughs> I also think it would be nice if he went to see Brian McKnight with Sterling Brown. Oh
3: yeah, that would be great. All right, Sean, be bold.
0: Canelo, be bold. All
2: right, uh, my bold prediction is—I <laughs> mean, this is not really all that bold a prediction—but uh, I think White Pat is going to get a lot of minutes on this team. Yeah, White Pat is cool he, as fuck, dude. I think he's playing. i i think he's going to play twenty plus minutes. He um, is
3: better, way better than Delvadova.
2: Yeah, it just seems like he's going to – you look at their guards, and it's like he's not He's not as good as Brogdon or Bledsoe, but like he'll play over all the other white guys, I think.
3: Yeah, that's for sure.
2: It's weird. You look at their roster, and you're like uh, – it seems like there's like 13 or 14 playable guys. <laughs> I don't really know what they have in Sterling Brown and DJ Wilson. I don't think they it's like good. But they – could i mean they're both like first round picks uh if sterling brown doesn't get like stomped on by cops this year
3: yeah.
2: um, oh oh my other bold claim is he's gonna win his lawsuit
3: oh for sure dude <laughs> uh and he should fuck fuck that i'm sorry sterling brown i'm sorry um My be oh and he prediction... might add,
2: oh oh my other really bold prediction sorry uh, is that he will accidentally win an Emmy award this year <laughs> <laughs> for like inside the n b a
3: uh my be bold prediction is that this team finishes with a better record than the sixers. Canelo be bold
2: ooh okay that's that's a great bold prediction
3: um all right ass eating uh obviously the Greek freak eats ass um, what hashtag what's next for the freak? Uh, but is Giannis gonna going to sample a variety of classic American ass all season?
2: Yeah, I think he is. I think he's gonna go to like different cities. He's gonna go to state fairs, uh, nice hotels.
3: Uh, will his girlfriend buy him an ass eating bell?
2: No, but I think maybe like a whistle, perhaps. <laughs>
3: uh, is the Greek freak slang for analingus?
2: Absolutely, it is.
3: All right, and finally. Sean, over under forty six and a half wins.
2: Yeah, I think I think they're going. Um would not be surprised if this was a fifty win team in the East. I'm a I'm a definite over.
3: This team's going way over. Giannis is winning MVP. This is a <laughs> lot. Uh Coach Bud, the fact that they have a coach is going is just and the East is so weak. It's gonna help like and people wanna give Giannis the MVP. They wanted to last year. Uh, I think they were a year early because Jason Kidd and Joe Prunty are not good at coaching.
1: And uh, you just,
2: you really can't win the MVP unless your team is in at least the top half of the conference. You and, know,
3: and there's finally shooting around Giannis. Uh,
2: I mean, if they come in, I think they've got to come in third in the East, probably. But, but they could do that.
3: I, I mean, look, just the fact that they're. Going to be able to put four four shooters around Giannis for once in their damn lives uh, is going to help him so so much. Like I yeah, don't even like, think it... he has to be better. He just has to be the same, and his team has to be a little bit better.
2: Yeah, you're putting a great player in just a like a he's in like a faster car. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he's the same driver. Um.
0: Yeah.
3: Anyway. He's also
2: like, he's also like, like, really extra ripped this year, too. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, I'm, I love Giannis. I'm high. I love Brooke Lopez. I love this team. I like what they added. This is, oh,
2: great. yeah. We haven't even mentioned him, but Brooke Lopez is going to be like, the thing they couldn't do uh, was get like an easy ISO bucket last year. Mm-hmm. And not only can Brooke Lopez just go down on the block and score on people, like, to to like what he does he's a pretty good three-point shooter too well
3: that's that's my thing is like how do you stop a pick and pop with where Giannis has the ball and brooke is setting the screen i don't know yeah maybe
2: either one but yeah if they if they become like not a great defense but even like the 10th best defense in the league there you go you're yeah it's a 51 team
3: all right let's talk about last year's super surprise team the indiana pacers Last year they went forty-eight and thirty-four, they were fifth in the East. They lost to LeBron in round one in another series that went seven games, but that one's less surprising. I would have guessed it went like ten games. Yeah, uh, they were eleventh <laughs> in offense, thirteenth in defense. Their division odds are seven and five. Their over/under is forty-seven and a half. Uh they said goodbye to Lance born Ready Stevenson, Al. Old man River Jefferson. Trevor uh once made a bucket at the buzzer by throwing the ball behind his head. Booker. Uh Joe Young, Gatorade spokesman, Glenn Lil Dog Robinson, the third, and Alex Old Man (laughs) Poithrus. Uh Thaddeus Young opted in, and so did Darren Collison. Um incoming, they brought in Tyree Gavins, who first was not traded last year for zero reason uh they brought in the third holiday brother they brought in bar mitzvah man kylo quinn they brought in doug mcbuckets mcbuckets and (laughs) they have a rookie named alizé johnson Mm -hmm. great name great name uh probably never gonna play a game though uh so my first question sean they added a backup point guard a better version of trevor booker a better version of TJ Leaf and bench scorer Tyreek Evans. How much better are they?
2: You know, it feels like they upgraded everywhere, mm-hmm. and yet I'm like, I don't know, one game better. I think this two games is is better, worse. <laughs> like, like, and it's I, I don't have like a reason for saying it either because it's they didn't lose anyone that they need, right? Like. Like which of those guys are they going to miss? I mean, I guess, you know, they. Trevor Booker was a useful backup bench guy who played defense, mm-hmm. and Kyle Quins better than that. Like, I like think everybody
3: Glenn is Robinson better. was actually better than we think of him, but he not
2: markedly so. Us. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just, I, it's weird though because I really don't believe in them. Neither do and, I. But, but they really should be better. Like, like Aaron Holiday is like a rookie that's – he's still a rookie, but he's already going to be playable just because he plays really aggressive D. Their defense should be good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't, no, I don't, I don't believe I don't, in him I don't either. Know, I don't believe in him. I didn't believe <laughs> in him last year, and I was completely wrong. But, like, like it just – it feels like this is not a 50-win team. No, it does not feel like, <laughs> and and I still I even like their moves. It's not even like yeah. I was like oh, they should have done something different. But they do. Here is the thing that it feels like: this is a team where a lot of guys are only signed through this year, mm-hmm. and sometimes that works really well. Uh, like the greatest example of this, I always bring up the is the two thousand five Sonics and who were coached by Nate, Nate McMillan. McMillan. So they could absolutely catch lightning in a bottle, but I still kind of feel like they're like a year away. Yeah, I, I, I think just they're going to make a yeah.
3: I mean, okay, if Miles Turner makes like a leap like the leap he didn't make last year that he, yes. we thought he was going to make, I mean, I could see them being much better, but I just it doesn't seem like they have another star. They have Oladipo. Yeah. And then, like, Boyan is a year older. And he was, like, their second best offensive player last year. I just don't. I don't know, man.
2: Yeah, it's, like, a lot of complimentary. De- well, this I feels guess what like I would the say, Heat. Well, this... they feel like it's. I'm not totally sold. Like, Victor Oladipo was way better, but I don't feel like he's, like, such a star that the whole rest of the team should be supporting players. Mm -hmm. That being said, great work this offseason. Good job not panicking and going in too far, like, like, you know. And they'll figure out what they need. Like they don't. They don't have giant holes. Well, everyone. So I that... Everyone wanted them to spend a
3: shit ton of money on Aaron Gordon. And, oh yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Good job not doing that. Yeah, that was really a good <laughs> move. And yeah, they're gonna have a lot of money next summer. Um. Yeah. I mean, it just. It just feels like they have a limited ceiling.
1: To Honestly, me.
3: this is a team that should maybe add Jimmy Butler. Oh, if they could,
2: yeah. Bring him back to the central. He's he's into playing in weird cities. It seems like. <laughs> um. He all likes right. Country music, right? <laughs> he does have like Mel- country music. Have Mellencamp give him a call.
3: I bet he. I bet he also likes stock car racing. Right? Oh, that, Doesn't that, that seem seems like really a thing good. Jimmy Butler would be into?
2: Absolutely on brand. <laughs>
3: um. All right. Our my next question is. Victor Oladipo had a breakout year and won most improved player. Was his performance in the playoffs versus LeBron encouraging or discouraging to your opinion of him?
2: Um, it ended up being ultimately a little discouraging, mainly because I thought he was kind of bad offensively, even though he had a couple games where he was like on fire, uh, against that Cavaliers defense, the fact that he was having like 5 of 20 shooting nights was not great. But yeah. Yeah. I I I wonder if he was just had to do too much offensively and that this year maybe having like a couple minutes, a couple more minutes where he can you know play off ball and let Tyreek Evans handle more of the scoring load. I don't know, I think he just got tired, but mildly discouraging would be my answer.
3: Um, I am not discouraged at all. Uh, I generally just kind of feel like unless you are a super, super special player, that first time where you're the number one guy in the playoffs is always kind of rough.
2: Yeah, and he, he did have a couple of really good games. Yeah.
3: And, like, overall, I don't know. Like, they took the they took the Eastern Conference finalists to seven games. Like that's a positive. Yeah. It's not, and it's not like he was Demar Derozan out there, um, or Kyle Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, also, one time in Clark uh, in college, Clark Kellogg said, "Quote: Victor Oladipo is like a baby's bottom, smooth and sometimes explosive." Uh,
2: that is gross.
3: Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, we Come just on, wanted to, man. yeah. Um, still not as gross as Kawhi's laugh, but pretty gross. Yeah. Um, all right, TJ Leaf, Sean, let's talk mm-hmm. about him. We made fun of him a lot last year. Oh, a hell of a lot, yes. Uh, he made 43% of his threes last year, which is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was the worst defensive player in the NBA, not named Isaiah Thomas, who, again, has was hurt all year um and is 5 foot 3 or whatever. Um is he going to be useful? TJ Leaf?
2: I don't think he will next year, but I could okay. see him eventually being a useful NBA player. Like he he just seems like he's too skinny to actually play in the NBA still.
3: He's and he, Austin Crochear redux.
2: Yeah, but like Austin Crochear still like to bang and stuff eventually yeah like he's eventually enough... that's what
3: i mean like
2: yeah yeah so uh i mean it also might just be kind of unrealistic to expect a guy who played one year in college to like be able to hang with power forwards but he also can't really like he's just not going to be able to play small forward ever no. so I, don't, I haven't like given up on him but i would i wouldn't pencil him in for any kind of meaningful contributions i definitely hate him less Uh, he's only the second most disappointing draftee named leaf
3: um doug mcdermott is the same player though um yeah Uh, only much better like doug mcdermott dunks sometimes tj leaf will never dunk
2: yeah yeah the thing that the thing that he does better than tj leaf is um doug mcdermott has a couple moves that punish uh dudes who close out on him aggressively he's good at like faking a guy up and then going to the hoop and then he'll like dunk and it's it's so demoralizing when that happens
3: um also another thing we should mention here before we get to our predictions big time pacers fan megan gailey former Mm -hmm. guest of the pod has a comedy central half hour this week watch it
2: um all right sean be bold
0: Canelo, be bold.
2: All right, uh, my my be bold. Well, yeah, my be bold prediction. It's a hard team is, to be bold about. I know they're like it's it's. They, Canelo, be bold. They 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 kind of be soft. Um, I think Victor Oladipo is gonna try to like toughen up his image this year, and I think the way he's gonna do that is by taking his music into a much more controversial, like, I don't know if it's going to be more aggressive or it's going to be, like, more sexual, but I think he's going to start, like, like cursing more and trying to get, like, a little more uh, off-the-court toughness. That's my prediction. That would
3: not go over well in Indiana. Um, I My B-Bold prediction is this team is going to have the same exact record it had last year. <laughs>
1: Canelo, be bold.
3: Forty-eight. Wow. Okay. Exactly the same. Oh, <laughs> Okay. And, uh, uh,
2: nothing they can do will get them below or above forty-eight wins. And so they're over under forty-seven and a half, and you're going over. You're going slightly over.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a stay away for old
2: Joey. Yeah, I think I can't. I can't pick them under. I just don't think there'll be much over. I guess, yeah, don't bet this one, though. (laughs) It won't
3: won't be fun. All right, we've talked about this before. Victor Oladipo definitely does not eat ass. He said he doesn't eat ass, but again, based on his music and his choice of sweaters, I would have told you that he doesn't eat ass. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there a Pacers teammate who might convince him to change his ways?
2: I'm going to say we've got two possibilities here uh one of them is uh Domantas Sabonis uh just cuz he's coming from like a european perspective maybe his dad comes to town maybe he tells him about his time on the jailblazers and like maybe maybe that like helped him be more aggressive uh other possibility is Aaron Holiday a uh hard-nosed point guard in all ways and that that might be like the the added toughness that Victor needs.
3: Uh, my answer is no. If Al Jefferson couldn't convince him to eat ass, no one can. <laughs> um, and right. Sean, you wanted to talk about Larry Legend eating ass again? Oh
2: yeah, I I I just feel like we. I feel like I aired at least when we talked about Larry Legend and said that he did eat ass. I think he's a no.
3: I Again, I think he's definitely a... Yes, uh, the wedding cake, the being drunk all the time, uh, the mustache, all point to eating ass to Joey. He's,
2: like, he's, old, he's old-fashioned.
3: Mm, I don't think so. I think he's new school, baby. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, 46 and a, I mean forty six and a half. is that what the number was? 47, uh, 47 and a half.
2: 47 and a half. Uh, Sean. I hate it but over. I think
3: they're at forty-eight, but they could be at forty-six. I'm not.
2: I mean, I mean forty-seven. Don't, don't do not bet this. Don't
3: bet this, yeah. Um, all right. The Detroit Pistons. Detroit basketball. Um <laughs> last year they went thirty-nine and forty-three. Good for ninth in the East. Uh offense nineteenth. Defense tenth their division odds five and one they're over under 37 and a half uh they said goodbye to james ennis the third anthony tolliver eric morland jameer nelson who i did not even remember being on pistons (laughs) dwight bukes and uh the howards in of the nba stan van gundy Mm. um they're brought in rookie Kyrie thomas uh Injure Man, Zaza Pajulia, two-time NBA champ. Nothing's easy. Game seven, baby. Uh, the Little Dog, Glenn Robinson the third. Jose Calderon, who is still alive. Do not worry, people. Uh, Bruce Brown, who's a rookie, but I thought it was Bruce Bowen when I first read it. And Coach they of the Year. They did they drafted him. <laughs> Dwayne fucking Casey, my man. Coach of the Year. Yeah. Sean, how many games are Reggie Jackson and Blake Griffin gonna miss combined? Forty. Forty <laughs> Yeah. Uh that's half the season, my dude. Well, I mean combined. Still, that's half my half the season missed to injury combined.
2: I mean, how much how many games does Blake Griffin normally play? Like 50? Let's see. <laughs> so last last year Blake played fifty eight. Year before sixty one. Year before thirty five. Sixty seven. Uh, I mean, I just don't know about Reggie Jackson. Blake Griffin's gonna miss twenty. Games. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say they're gonna miss thirty five games combined. Okay. Um. I don't think Reggie Jackson's like ever really gonna be healthy again. I mean like how often does a guy have like a two year knee injury like this? You know, he's played he played seventy nine games with Detroit two years ago, then he played fifty two, and then he put forty five last year.
3: I mean no one likes him. Yeah. So that doesn't help from a karmic standpoint. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with this team, man. Just generally,
2: uh, I well, will... it's hard. It's hard because they, as much as I don't really like Reggie Jackson, they absolutely need Reggie Jackson, and I don't have any faith in him or Blake starting to become healthier when they're in Detroit.
3: Right. Um, I think Dw- I think Blake needs to stay relevant and it's harder yeah. in detroit so i think you're gonna see a more um a blake that
2: tries a little harder maybe i mean he he has an excellent chance at starting the all-star game not I'll that blake that right doesn't now. try not that blake didn't try no no, no no
1: i just
3: think blake was sad the last couple of years and well, like, maybe also, can't like, afford
2: to be sad now yeah like it it really does suck to be injured that much. Like it's it, it's it's terrible. Um All right, maybe maybe I'm being too rough on Blake. Reggie Jackson though, I don't I don't think there's any reason to be confident in his ability to stay on the floor. No, certainly not. Blake I could I could see like a 72 game season. Being, yeah. Um Yeah. But like
3: Wow, what a bummer way to start talking about this team. They have a star for the first time in forever, and we're like, "Uh, he's probably going to miss 60 games.
2: (laughs) And you got him for four more years Um, at $3 million billion a year.
3: All right, my next question. Um, Dwayne Casey was great at developing young players in Toronto. Uh, the Pistons have the league's most disappointing lottery pick in Stanley Johnson. Uh, is this the unstoppable force and the immovable sucky sucky small forward? <laughs> it's weird because Stanley Johnson
2: seems like he has a lot of guys that pull for him. It seems like there's a lot of like prominent players. I don't know, maybe maybe just because he went to Arizona. Yeah, um prominent writers. Yeah, uh. And I mean, I guess he's, uh. Very good athletically, but. He just. Doesn't seem like he's very good? <laughs> I mean. No, I'm not sure what he's. He was supposed to be
3: good at defense, right?
2: Uh huh. But he doesn't
3: uh... seem to be good at that. And he was. He's not. He can't shoot at all. But also, do you remember. So he's supposed to be, like, this freak athlete, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, do you remember a single, like, Stanley D- Johnson dunk in three years?
2: I don't really remember it that well. But he, um I don't know. I mean, I do think of, like, this is the most crucial player on the roster. Because if Stanley Johnson becomes not a disappointment and is, like, a playable 22-year-old, then it's like, okay, this, this could be, like, the 7 or 8 seed.
1: I got to
3: say, looking at this roster, Stan Van Gundy was, as much as I love him, Mm -hmm. very, very bad at drafting.
2: Uh, Oh, that he drafted – so his draft picks are uh, Henry Ellenson, Mm -hmm. the – again, I've said this before, thought he was a Euro, heard him talk and thought he was a Euro. Mm -hmm. He is an American – Um, also drafted Luke Kennard, Stanley Johnson, not, not a great bench. Now, granted, I do think he, he buried Langston Galloway last year Mm -hmm. and not like he's going to be the salvation of the team, but Langston Galloway is good enough to play 15 minutes for the Detroit Pistons. God,
3: I gotta say, looking at the Pistons draft picks just over time are all very sad. Let's start with, (laughs) um... In two thousand five, they draft Jason Maxiel and Amir Johnson. Okay, that's not depressing. The year before that, they drafted Darko. By the way, yes. (laughs) Uh, Then they draft in the second round at sixty a guy named Will Blaylock. That's okay, whatever. In the first round in two thousand seven, they draft Rodney Stuckey and Aaron Aflalo. Those are good picks. Those guys hang around. Those are good picks, and they get them. Don't they get them in like the teens?
2: Fifteen Aflalo's and twenty-seven. A flallow
3: they wave, though, if you remember right. Oh my god. Um. Then they draft a guy named DJ White. Then, this is a wild. This there are some trades here. I think they draft Austin uh-huh. Day. Uh huh. At the fifteenth pick in the draft. Oh boy. And then boy. in the second round, though, they get Jonas Jurebko and Chase Buddinger. Two guys who ended up being NBA players, but not for the Pistons, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then at seven, they draft Greg Monroe. Uh,
2: I kind of feel like that's a fine pick, as much as he. I don't know they... Who's, who gets who gets picked around him.
3: They didn't. I mean, I'm no. I I don't really want to look that up.
2: But oh, okay, the, okay. here's the
3: thing about that, though: they didn't even get pick up his re- restricted free agent. They didn't even get the second contract on him
2: yeah because he he Cause did, he picks he, up his qualifying no, offer oh my god then oh yeah because he they won't extend him yeah, yeah yeah
3: okay go ahead uh, then they draft andre drummond good pick you mm-hmm. know who they drafted in the second round that year Sean? who was that chris middleton
2: oh so they they kept him and he was a great addition no, to their team they, got, right?
3: they he was a throw in on some weird trade <laughs>
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the Brandon
3: the... Knight, I mean, the Brandon, uh... yeah, no, it would have been the Brandon Knight trade,
2: right? The tw- Yeah, the 2020 draft is interesting because they would have been better off with any of the three guys who went after Greg Monroe, Oh, I, are... I
3: dropped the 2011 draft, actually, where they drafted oh, Brandon Knight eighth oh. and Kyle Singler in the second round.
2: I mean, that's fine, but... Brandon Knight, that was not a good pick. No. Uh,
3: Then in 2013, after they've traded Brandon Knight and Chris Middleton together, uh, they draft Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, another guy they don't get to a second contract on. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Then in 2014, in the second round, they draft Spencer Dinwiddie, who they later waive.
2: Oh, and who... Like, everyone in the organization loved personally, but they just, like, didn't have enough roster space for Spencer Dinwiddie.
3: And who has turned out to be really, really good. Um, Man. He would be their starting point guard.
2: Uh, Yeah, they traded away their 2014 pick uh, (laughs) to Charlotte in a deal where uh, they traded Ben Gordon for Corey Maggette. And they attached wow. a first round pick for that.
3: Okay, then they draft Stanley Johnson. Uh huh. Then they draft Henry Ellison. Then they draft Luke Kennard.
2: It's just tough when you have nothing to show from your drafts except for Andre Drummond.
3: Right. Um, because they kept trading in their young players,
2: or just waving them. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, but, yes, they also weren't making the playoffs. They were drafting, like, ninth or 10th all of those years, right?
3: Yeah. They were in the lottery Man. most of those years, yeah. So, anyway, I think Dwayne Casey will – because the one thing I will say, the track record there, is they're good at finding players in the second round. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dwayne Casey is good at developing guys, so that's a positive. Yeah. Um yeah. All right, my next question. Um, In Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond, they have a Lob City 2.0. Does that still work
2: in 2018? Um, No, I don't think it does, especially (laughs) if the point guard is Reggie Jackson.
3: Um,
1: I think, yes. What I will say about
3: both – about Andre Drummond, actually, is last year – he was a really good passer, which is something DeAndre Jordan never was. Um so that's yeah. a positive.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm definitely a lot higher on Andre Drummond than a lot of people. Like his free throw shooting is bad, but it's not like he's not trying. You know what I mean? Like it's Yeah. Some guys kind of have a jacked up free throws and now has the green light to shoot threes. Great. He's uh but he also seems like He's got to be a pretty solid... De- I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if the people that actually study film would agree with this. But it seems like the team had a really surprisingly good defensive rating. And it it seems like that's probably because of him looking at the rest of the roster.
3: Yeah. Um. I thought he wasn't a good defender,
2: actually. I mean, that's what I'd heard, but, like, why else would this team be any good at all on defense?
3: <laughs> well, Anthony Tolliver's a good defender. Uh,
2: <laughs> I don't know.
3: I don't get this team at all, frankly.
2: No. And uh, I do wonder, the new administration basically is not... They're, I mean, Stan's gone, so it'll be interesting because i don't they they're they seem like they're like at the same time desperate to make the playoffs but also uh the new team is has only committed to like uh i mean whatever guys they got in the draft Kyrie thomas and bruce non bowen brown mm-hmm. bruce brown yeah
3: uh can i read you some wings sean oh yeah all right uh they have according to Real GM, they have one small forward on the roster. <laughs> and that is
2: Glenn Robinson the 3rd. Uh, well Stanley Johnson's a 3. Uh,
3: that's not what Stanley Johnson is not on the <laughs>
2: Yeah, Real GM has not updated these, by the way. They let me let me... Oh, I got the wings in front of them. So it's Oh no, no, they have Stanley Johnson as a guard. <laughs> that's I mean, well, I mean this team has a lot of weird shooting guards
3: well that's what i was gonna keep reading all right yeah, Bruce yeah, yeah. brown jr uh-huh keenan evans i don't know oh he okay reggie bullock uh-huh starter Ky- i think Kyrie thomas uh-huh luke Kennard, yeah stanley johnson mm-hmm. zach lofton i think he's on a two-way reggie Hearn.
2: N- never heard of him.
3: Langston Galloway.
2: Oh, yeah. Jose Calderon. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The Spanish Matthew De La <laughs> um, uh,
3: Is that the worst wing depth in the league? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, I mean, Glenn Robinson, people like. Uh, people claim he's switchy and he can hit threes, so... I mean that's a good like 10th man, right?
2: Yeah yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, I think Reggie I think Reggie Bullock's okay. I do.
3: Yeah, no, that was going to be my next one. I think Reggie Bullock yeah. is okay. Another guy that uh was he was drafted by the Clippers, I believe, correct? Mhm. Uh, another guy Doc Rivers just threw in the garbage for no reason, another first round pick.
2: Very. I cool. mean he he hit like f- he's a good three-point shooter now. Right. He's good. He's good. Okay. Yeah. But he's also 27. Like, this is well, when he should be good.
3: Well, it's he's,
2: he's also, if you ask Brett and Randy, he's dead. Well, he's on, the, he's on death's door. Yeah, but so yeah,
3: 28 is when they die. Sorry, my bad, Brett and Randy. <laughs> um, all right, my next question. Who's Zaza Patchouli going to hurt this year?
2: I hate to say it, but Blake Griffin. <laughs> it's Blake Griffin. They'll be, they'll be horsing around. They'll be shooting a rival video. I
3: guess Saza did hurt Kevin Durant that one
2: year. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be, like, too cautious about undercutting somebody on a three-point shot, and he'll, like, run into an emphatic Blake Griffin block celebration. Um,
3: I'm going to say... Hmm, interesting. I think it's going to be
2: john wall wow that's a good one yeah i can see that happening like 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 on a switch mm -hmm, or like a fast break where where zaza is just like running around aimlessly with his arms up and john wall's just going too fast and runs into him yeah
3: um all right my next question does luke Kennard live in kyle singler's apartment
2: yeah of course he does
3: absolutely
2: they just pass that lease on.
3: Uh, my next question is: Is the East bad enough that Detroit will make the playoffs?
2: You know, I really thought this was going to be a definite yes, and now that we've talked about the team, i I don't think it is. I think they're, I think they're just bad. I
3: think they're going to make the playoffs. I think Blake is. I'm look. I said this when the trade happened. <laughs> uh huh. I'm looking for a bounce Blake year, a Blake bounce back, <laughs> a Blake black Blake. Uh-huh. Bla, 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 come some bees some bounce backs from Blake um, plus he's gotta look we don't normally talk about stuff like this on the podcast but uh uh-huh. we saw how much in child support he's gotta pay he oh. needs that commercial money he's gotta have a big a big season
2: I I mean so they're the third best team in the central right <laughs> <laughs> I mean right? We definitely don't think they're better than those other teams. There's three like guaranteed playoff teams in the Atlantic. Mhm.
3: We weren't high on the Southeast teams though, dude.
2: That's true. That's true. That's true. They're 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 only definitely behind the Wizards and probably the Heat. I'm so... not
3: even so sure about the Heat. I mean, I I on paper <laughs> they're like... on paper they're much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know,
2: the Heat have a lot of
3: Blake like, do they have better... someone as
2: good as Blake Griffin? No, they don't. They don't. So that's it could it could be I would love it if Blake Griffin was great and brought the Pistons back. It would be so cool. And like I feel like I feel like he Blake is not a terrible fit for the city of Detroit at all.
1: <sighs> but uh I mean, he's
3: coming back just like the city of Detroit always says they are. Yeah, but
2: looking at this
3: team... I could see him wearing John Varvatos hanging out with (laughs) Iggy Pop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh. Yeah, yeah, Blake's a comeback kid. Yeah, I get that. But I just,
2: I don't feel confident thinking of them as, like, necessarily better than the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, Bobcats. I mean, Hornets.
3: They're better than the Hornets, I think.
2: I don't know, man
3: they have two
2: good players The Hornets have <laughs> they have one. two they might have two guys that start the all-star team and miss the playoffs I think they're gonna make that's the incredible
3: I right, in fact be bold Sean be bold what are you saying
0: canelo
2: be bold uh be bold I'm gonna say God I felt like I was so unbold for this team uh you know what I think Stanley Johnson's going to be a lot better this year. That's my bold. He's going to place in the most improved player uh, uh, standings, top five most improved. Oh, okay.
3: Um, for me, be bold. Canelo, be bold. Um, Blake's back, baby. That's just my bold prediction. Blake is back. We're going to see I some like dunks. I from like Blake.
2: that. Yeah, and my other my other bold prediction 2 all star starters.
3: Canelo, be bold.
2: <laughs>
3: that's a great
2: one. That is yeah, such a great that's, be bold. Prediction. That's my bold prediction. Yeah.
3: Um. Okay. Is there an NBA owner who eats
2: more ass than Pistons owner Tom Gores? I can't think of one. I think again, everyone should every couple of weeks. You're feeling down. You're feeling beaten down by the world. Just image search. Tom Gores go G O R E S and just see this amazing man who owns the Detroit Pistons and almost certainly has made his fortune in a supremely shady manner. But, uh, he's the partiest owner in the NBA. Look through that Google image search and tell me if there's another owner in the NBA that's going to be in his league when it comes to eating the ass. I like it. I, I think he's number one. Yeah. Um, Paul Allen
3: has tendencies where you'd be like, that guy probably eats a ton of ass. Where, like, Quincy Jones is like, he plays the guitar as good as Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. But then you look at fucking Paul Allen, and you're like, that guy don't eat ass. So the it's thing Tom is, think, Gores. It's for sure yeah. Tom Gores.
2: I think Paul Allen just plays guitar rather than eating ass. You know <laughs> what I mean?
3: Well, we'll talk about that in the future. <laughs> um, all right, Sean, over, under... 37 and a half
2: Under I oh. hate it, but under I'm going over
3: Over for Joey I think they're winning 42 games in in the playoffs
2: Wow okay. okay, yeah I I would love that to happen I just don't really think so Alright, the Chicago Bulls
3: Last year, 29 and 53 Good for 13th in the East Offense, mm-hmm. 28th Defense, 24th Division odds, 35 and 1 uh, they re-signed Zach Levine and Ryan Archia. How do I say that guy's name? Uh, DNP coaches decision. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Archidano. Uh, outgoing Jerry and Grant. They said goodbye to Noah Vonley. They said goodbye to David Noaba. They said goodbye to Zipser fucking Mania. How dare they? Wow. And they said goodbye to Sean Pil- Kilpatrick uh incoming they're saying hi to antonius Cleveland they're say, they're bringing in Antonio Blakeney all year Fun Rale- scorer that guy Raleigh Alkins they bring they they're bringing in a bad rookie in Chuck Chandler Hutchinson but they're also bringing in a good rookie in Wendell Carter and they're bringing in for a lot of a lot a lot of money Jabari Parker Sean mm-hmm Hmm. my first question is uh wither robin lopez is one of our favorite guys in the league what
2: yeah he's wonderful
3: but he seems wasted on this team doesn't he
2: um yeah i mean like robin lopez is just a great addition to a playoff team because he doesn't need anything he's He's a good rebounder he's a good defensive player he's a
3: really he, good pick and roll
2: diver uh, and he doesn't need uh the ball you no. know like he he improves every team that he's on and in fact uh there was a point when um the the New Orleans pelicans had him for like a day or something right weren't they like the the middle of a transaction? That sounds like it could be right. Yeah, sure. Um, Anyway, he would have been an excellent fit for developing uh, Anthony Davis Mm -hmm. rather than them flipping him for Grievous Vasquez, I I believe what they did. Um, I think he's very likely to get traded at the deadline, but I think they'll probably wait because – Who's going to be a better influence on Wendell Carter Jr. than Robin Lopez? It's
3: true. Uh, He's very weird. That's the one negative to Robin Lopez.
2: (laughs) He is is an odd... He's a weird guy. Wendell! Wendell, come look at my comic books! You can't... I don't know if we're going to be able to do this. Wendell's a DC guy. And I... I'm more of a Hasbro man, Wendell. Why
1: would you want to watch the Snyder cut?
2: <laughs> oh man, I oh, love him. Um, but yeah, he's he's for sure getting traded at the deadline. To me, he right? feels like
3: a buyout candidate. Like not even a trade. Like there's just so many centers. But I could see him getting bought out and then playing for, like, the Celtics and being fucking awesome. Yeah, I could definitely see that.
2: Um. Okay. Who's Bobby Portis going to punch, Sean? Ooh, this is a fun one. Uh, You look at that depth chart, and say what you will about Bob, Bobby Portis. He's not, like, an angry comedian. He punches up. And... <laughs> I don't, I don't. I think he knows that he can't touch Lowry Markinen. But I think the best, the best two possibilities are the the least likely one is Chandler Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I think Denzel Wall, Denzel Valentine is the most likely punchy.
3: Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I'm trying to look.
2: I, I couldn't see it being Omar Ashik. Um
3: you know, I think maybe... it's going to be Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn. Wow. Yeah. And after he just got his teeth fixed. Yeah, exactly. Um all right. Next question. This is Fred Hoyberg's fourth season with the Bulls, Sean. Will he finally be able to install his ideal offense this year?
2: No, no, roster's still not right, Joey. <laughs> uh,
3: the Bulls signed two guys with ACL tears to $20 million a year deals. Is this a tribute to Derrick Rose?
2: I think it is. I think, you know, just uh, respecting the legend. Um. Uh, by the way, I'm kind of okay with that Jabari Parker deal because they uh, – well, I mean, I probably would have preferred them to not <laughs> give Zach Levine that contract, uh, but uh, the Jari Parker thing is like uh, he gets. They're basically they spent a lot this year for the right to um, just have rights to him if he gets really good, and then they're clear after a year. Basically, like I'm, I'm kind of okay with any one-year deal in the NBA. Now, it it's different if you're, like, a contender and there's an opportunity cost of the roster spot. But, like, with this team, it's like Jabari doesn't come back, he doesn't come back, and then, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's my thought, yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't like it, but I just don't – I'm not big on – I don't like Zach Levine and I don't like Jabari Parker. And now they're paying both of those guys lots of money to –
2: not give the ball to Larry Markkinen. Um, yeah. Although their offense was really, really bad last year, sure. they're kind of they're kind of just punting defense entirely this year. Yeah, it seems I'm like. into that for sure. So, you know, they'll be like better to watch for sure, I guess. But it, the the thing I'm suspicious of is anytime that you're signing a guy who was like a high school basketball star in your city Mm -hmm. it's i always just like question uh the motivation you know right um yeah but they i don't know i don't feel like the bulls were going to spend the money on anything else this year i guess they could have rented the cap space and gotten a pick but you know they they have their picks so
3: all right sean what's your crunch time five-man roster for the bulls
2: Crunch crunch time five. Um, uh, it's not gonna involve Cameron Payne. Um, I'm gonna say Lowry for sure. My crunch time five. Jesus, what a weird team. I think I'm I think I'm rolling with Robin. It's weird. It's like almost the starters, but it's Robin Lopez. It's Lowry Marganin. It's Justin Holiday. It's Chris Dunn. And I'm going for Antonio Blakeney. I want a scorer, baby. Chris, Chris, Zach Levine. Wait your turn.
3: Um, I'm going Carter.
2: Uh-huh.
3: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Lowry. Uh
2: huh. Oh, right. <sighs> team's bad. Holiday. Team's bad.
3: Holiday at the three. Uh huh. Yeah. Done. Levine. Yeah. Man, that
2: sucks. All right, what's your brunch time five? So these are the guys we'd want to have. The five have. bulls
3: you want to get omelets and mimosas with.
2: Yeah, okay. So that's Robin, Lo- Robin and Lowry for sure. Mm-hmm. Cameron Payne for sure. Um, I think I want Cristiano Feliciano. Felicio there. Mm-hmm. Um, And then Bobby Portis, but he doesn't get to eat with us. He's just the bouncer outside the restaurant, so no one bothers us.
3: Yeah, I'm going. Robin, obviously. Justin uh-huh. Holiday. I want to hear stories about the other brothers. Oh, that's good. Um, Lowry. Mm-hmm. I want to. Oh man. Um. And then like. I don't want to eat brunch with any of these guys, Sean. <laughs> Cam-
2: no, Cameron Paints fun.
3: Yeah, I don't know, man. Seems kind of sad to me. Uh Denzel Valentine, I guess. Maybe I can get a Draymond story out of him.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Uh I don't know. I don't want to pick five people to have brunch with. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Um
3: Alright, be bold, Sean.
2: Canelo! Be bold. Um my bold prediction, and this is a sad one, uh, Chipotle Parker's getting hurt again. Mm. I don't know if it's going to be his knee, but, like, he's, he's just going to miss a lot of time.
3: Uh, my be bold prediction...
0: Canelo, be bold!
3: And Zach Levine does not uh, finish out this contract with the Bulls. Oh.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um,
3: This is this is a mess. They're going to be terrible. They're going to be so bad.
2: Yeah, it's weird to look at the team because it's so... They're, like, making some moves that... Like, i very high on Lowry... And Wendell and, Carter. And Carter. And actually, I think Chris Dunn has proved he's, like, you know, not he's not going to be a star, but he's, like, definitely an NBA player. You know? Yeah, for sure. Pretty useful. You can do worse with him as your point guard. But there's just, like... There's not a lot there. No. Um, and it I worry that like, they're
3: going to just keep rolling out Garpax and Hoiberg forever.
2: Yeah, and it feels like there's so many dudes that feel like uh, like mid-2000s Warriors dudes where you get like really excited that they found Reggie Williams or Kalena Ozabuki in the, mm-hmm. the G League. And then you're like, oh, that's a third of this roster. Right yeah
3: uh in fact Justin Holiday was one of those
2: guys. he was one of those guys, yeah, uh but yeah, like Antonio Blakeney, he would be playing a lot of minutes in March alongside Monte Ellis oh, uh for and I sure. think I think Hutchison's gonna be bad
3: agreed all right, um, Chris Dunn he broke his teeth last year. did he eat ass before?
2: ah uh, when he went to Providence. I don't feel like he. I feel like he's a different kind of gritty.
3: Chris Dunn is fucking cool. Yeah, he eats ass, man. Um, Andy will now for sure. <laughs> Probably Those like a choppers. weird technique.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm. Um. All right, Sean. Over under twenty-seven and a half.
2: Jesus Christ, is this a stay away? They have no reason to play that well i think they're going to go over despite themselves though they're gonna fucking try. they're gonna they won 29 they won 29 games last year they're better than last year
3: yeah they're gonna try they're so dumb they're gonna try and they're gonna go over fuck this man fuck this all right the cleveland cavaliers
2: what a weird over under though by the way why is it so low
3: i think they think they're the people think they're gonna tank
2: Oh, I, I guess yeah, I it's think
3: just... I think they won't be able to help themselves, and they'll play Robin Lopez, and uh, they'll play Robin Lopez too much.
2: And it's also like there's not enough of a, you know, tanking is still. I don't know. It's it's slightly less enticing. So I think you. I think the tank effect is just smaller than Vegas thinks right now.
3: All right, Cleveland Cavaliers, fifty and thirty-two last year, fourth in the East, swept by the Warriors in the finals. Uh fifth in offense, 29th in defense.
2: Can't believe they weren't 30th.
3: Their division odds were 35 and 1. Uh they said goodbye to LeBron James, Jeff Green, Maverick Carter, Ro- Jose Calderon, Kendrick Perkins, Rich Paul, London Perantes, Ocaro White, and Randy Mims. That's
2: the whole that's the whole family there that left.
3: Uh incoming. They brought in Colin Sexton. Channing Fry, Sam Decker, David Nwaba, Billy Preston, Isaiah Taylor. Uh, my first question, Sean, is um, is bringing in the fifth Beatle a good idea?
2: I think it is. I think it is. It'll expand their sound. Um, it'll make the band more racially diverse. And uh, as you know, with LeBron James leaving, if you're thinking about their Title odds, nothing from nothing means nothing <laughs> you gotta have nothing if you' bet on this team all
3: right, my next question is Dan Gilbert mortgaged the future heavily and then he lost all of his equity when he took it when it took its talents to los angeles uh so is this the n b a team version of a quicken loan or a rocket, <laughs> rocket mortgage <laughs> uh
2: yeah, and also he we'll probably try to trade some of these guys to the Rockets this year.
3: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Looking geez. at you, JR. <laughs> um, why is Channing Frye here?
2: I don't really get it. I mean, I guess he just liked it there. You know what? I'm, I'm less surprised now that I think of him as like Mr. Portland because Cleveland is an excellent hipster city. Hmm. For sure. Um, yeah, like a lot of like, like, a uh, disproportionate number of comedians come out of that city mm-hmm. uh cool bands uh they got mm-hmm. restaurants and stuff um mm-hmm. and you know as as alfred the butler says in in uh, the batman films some men just want to watch the river burn master wayne
3: well and they actually it's funny you bring that up because i heard that uh, instead of paying him in money this year, they're paying him in rubies the size of tangerines.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> we burned down the river. Alfred is a war criminal. Never forget. Yeah,
3: don't forget Alfred Pennyworth, war criminal. Um, mm-hmm. All right, who's the saddest guy on this roster?
2: Boy, uh, I got to go with Ronnie Hood. I, that's... There's a lot of choices, but did they uh,
3: sign him yet? Yeah, they did. Qualifying uh, offer, or did they give him m- actual money?
2: I want to say he just got the QO, but I'm up right now. You you scan for sadness, and I'll find that contract.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm doing it. Don't worry. Let's see.
2: He yeah. Oh, one year, three point four. Oh, that must have been his qualifying, qualifying offer, because yeah, yeah. he was like the 18th pick or something. Uh yeah, so he wants to earn a big contract. You know what? I think he is actually going to shine this year. But there's just a deep sadness inherent in him. Um, they've I, still got George Hill too. Uh,
3: the saddest guy on this roster is Jordan Clarkson.
2: Oh boy. Um, this is like, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah.
3: I am looking at real GM though. They uh-huh. signed a guy to a, either a training camp invite or a two-way contract named Bonzi Colson Jr. Whoa. And that is fucking tight. Amazing. Um, Jesus Christ. Who's the least sad person on the roster?
2: Um, Larry Nance Jr.? Like, I, think I think it's he's... Chetty. Oh,
3: yeah. Well, Chetty <laughs> might start, dude. Chetty's definitely going to start. I think Chetty might be their second best player.
2: He might be getting that cheddar. I I honestly, like, looking at the roster, I know I watched him last year. I know how it was without LeBron. I'm I'm actually ready to be bold. Canelo, be bold. You're
3: already going to make your be bold prediction? All right, do it. Can
2: I make a be bold prediction? Yeah. Canelo, be bold. Eight seed Cleveland Cavaliers. No fucking way. Kevin Love is a better player than half the teams in the Eastern Conference have.
3: Colin Sexton is gonna be fucking horrible though, and they're just but, gonna give him the
2: ball over and over and over again. I don't I don't know that they necessarily are though. Like, I think they're gonna try to make the playoffs. Uh, and they have George Hill. Like like you look and compared to like the Pistons, this is a way better roster.
3: I think they're gonna be trading off all these guys come February.
2: They they might be. I wouldn't be shocked at that, but Looking at this team, uh, I feel like they're still going to score a lot of points. Like you put love at you put love at four, I think Chetty's going to play okay. Larry Nance Jr. is like they just have a lot of like playable NBA guys who look like, Jr. might be toast, but uh, they had a lot of guys who were going who got torched in the playoffs who are going to be able to shine in the regular season still. Now they they could completely trade everybody, but don't you kind of think Dan Gilbert wants to make the playoffs the year after LeBron leaves?
3: I don't know. He'd be
2: stupid to do that. But I mean, they're kind of locked in with a lot of these guys.
3: They're locked in but, with Kevin Love. Everyone else they they should be Clarkson trading for like, like second like to second round picks.
2: Yeah, but to who? You know what I mean? Like like it's I. The Pistons. I don't know. I mean, George Hill. That's, that's what should be happening, little. frankly. <laughs> Why don't they do, – they should just switch franchises like, yeah. like LeBron wanted them to do the whole time. And then LeBron but wouldn't have left. I'm telling you, this, this Cavs roster, like there was a lot of LeBron James apology last year about how horrible their roster was. This roster was not really that bad, and some of it was – Maybe LeBron James was resting quite a bit on defense. Okay,
3: Sean. Um, Yeah, that's my bold claim. Here's my, okay, my bold claim is no fucking way are they making the playoffs. Um, Does Dan Gilbert eat ass? Nope. Yep, no fucking way. Uh, As much as he'd like to make us think he does by dressing the way he does, he does not. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. You're taking the over on 30 and a half? Absolutely. That is I would pound the over on 30 and a half. I'm taking the under, baby. Under. 30 Colin Sexton and a half? is going to fucking suck. And they're yeah, going they to be hammering him. He's supposed to be the LeBron replacement. It's going to be a nightmare.
1: But they have like five other guards.
2: I, I just mean, I don't think there's any reason like I I just think they have a lot of guys that are not individually interested in tanking and also in, like, they're not going to be able to be bad enough to really tank. Like, they just they still have Kevin Love. Like, like Tristan Thompson is still, you know, they have a lot of super overpaid guys, but they don't really have, like, shitty guys. I don't know. A lot and of I, these guys and, are very old. Yeah, but there's no one that's that old. And J.R. Till is always hurt. Yes, Yes, I could definitely. But I think George I just, Hill's gonna take the year off <laughs> to to be like as a tribute to the previous two seasons. Yeah, I think George
3: Hill's like, no oh, thanks, I'm out of here.
2: But he's gotta like this is this is like the year you want George Hill, where he's trying to earn a contract again. I mean, we'll see, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, he missed. He did miss. 23 games last year and 33 games the year before I just think like We've gone through all these Eastern teams and There are not I just don't think that there's Seven teams that are definitively worse Than the Cleveland Cavaliers They just didn't I just expected them To have torn down the team More and now that I'm looking at the depth Chart I'm like there's no Way this team couldn't beat out the Charlotte Hornets I, I mean, I really think Kevin Love is better than just about anyone on a non-playoff East team.
3: I don't know if that's true anymore. But I we'll know, see. Ma'am. This is yeah. It's funny. This is like the inverse of, of the first time we had this podcast where I was like screaming about how Chris Bosh was going to be an MVP candidate. And now you're doing it with Kevin Love. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like it's just the East, man. You know, it's the it's uh, they're gonna like trounce the Hawks a lot this year. And uh, I just if if the teams they have to beat out to get the eight seed are the Charlotte Hornets and the Detroit Pistons, I will put my money on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay,
3: here is the reason I think they're gonna really go hard to tank uh, their pick this year. If uh-huh. they don't – if it's not in the
2: top ten, goes to Atlanta. Uh-huh. Oh, so they have to be the tenth worst? Yes. To keep their subject? Yeah, but i they, I mean they're going to have to, like, trade everyone, which they've done before. But I just – if they're – if they're – if they are in the top eight when it comes to the trade deadline, they're not tearing down the team. If they start off shitty – it could get very bad, uh, but I just think, like, George Hill's feet are going to work until Christmas, <laughs> and then it's going to be too late. <laughs> um, all right. So that's now, been our – oh, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I'm just saying, if their over-under was, like, 38 and a half, I might still take the under, but uh, 30 and a half just seems – I don't know. They're really predicting a tank.
3: I think they're going to be forced to tank to try and keep that pick, the
2: the Kyle Korver pick. Um, I think I think Dan Gilbert will choose the playoffs. See over I, the tenth pick in the draft. See, I, I just
3: assume Dan Gilbert now just thinks he wins the lottery every time his team is bad, though. So oh he's yeah, well that
2: that is true. I think I think maybe. It just depends on what kind of back-channel communications he's had with Adam Silver about rigging the lottery. (laughs) Um, all right.
3: Uh, that's been our predictions for the Central Division. But as listeners know, uh, we do have a cadre of NBA experts, and by cadre I mean two fucking weirdos, um, who will go over their Central Division predictions in a podcast within a podcast, um... Slammed up with Brett Sampson and Randy Ledoux.
0: This is Slammed up with Brett Sampson and Randy Ledoux. Analytics, friendship, efficiency, and promo codes. These guys are fucking dorks.
2: Alright, welcome back to the Slammed Up Division Previews. I am your host, Brett Slamson. With me, as often, is Randy LaDue. Randy, how are you doing? I'm how do- are you doing? So <laughs> Someone should make a joke about Someone that. Someone
1: should make a joke about that, Brett. Um, I'm doing okay. Uh, a hard job cleaning up after the mouse incident, but I'm getting my stuff back together.
2: That's true. You were almost murdered by a mouse, but you you fought your way out. Uh, did you did you slay the mouse, or did you merely chase him away?
1: Uh, no. I basically just yelled at him about cap space until he fell asleep.
2: Huh, yeah, rodents <laughs> do not understand that. Told that to some of the uh, blind mice in NBA front offices. Uh, speaking of that, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> ah, thanks, thanks for that that laugh. Uh, reminded me of uh Kawhi Leonard laughing.
1: <laughs> Someone Which... should write a joke about that.
2: We'll figure it out in a couple weeks, I think. Uh, moving on to the first team. We're going to go uh, just by how much they personally do and do not offend me. The Milwaukee Bucks are first. Uh, are you going to fear the deer this year, Randy?
1: Well, I fear all deers as well as all li- wildlife and um, cheese. I fear cheese. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, all you dairy. have lactose intolerance. That's You're allergic to a lot of things. It's kind of a nightmare to be you i would say uh they brought in a new coach coach buddenholzer i love this he's from the Spurs system which means he is an all-time hall of famer uh he's got a motion offense he's got a receding hairline he's got a subscription to hymns i'm i i cannot uh stress how much i love the difference in this team uh randy what do you think well
1: I'll be honest, I'm not exactly excited about any of the moves this team made in the off season. Uh they are not they don't have they're not switchy enough and they don't have enough shooting. but
2: you know, you don't think Chris Middleton's switchy? He can I, shoot.
1: I mean sure, but uh, Brook Lopez <laughs> he shouldn't be on a closing five, let alone an opening five.
2: Yeah, but he's he's fine in a middle five because he's a stretch five. Stretchy stretchy and Switchy are the cousins of the the slammed-up world.
1: It's true. Um, But I will say, I cannot be too hard on this team, because, as you all know, um, I was shrunk in a laboratory accident.
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. Um,
1: And I'm so small, people people often call me a freak. So I'm just happy that Giannis is out there normalizing freaks to the rest of the country.
2: Yeah, you know what, Randy, that is a great point Because uh, I am, of course, a freak In that I am a uh, sexual deviant uh, I'm stretchy in the bedroom I'm switchy uh, I have a, a wife A common-law wife uh, A lover A fiancé And uh, uh, a few erotic pen pals Don't from, forget
1: uh, your Kinder
2: account Oh, that's right, that's right I've got a lot of those things uh, just going on And uh, it's great to see We know when you catfished me Oh, that's right. That was that was an unfortunate incident and uh I got to say I was uh I was uh I was a uh, a little bit buck wild, you could say, with that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
2: So, what do you think this team's going to do in the East this year? I think they're going to do whatever they want to do no matter what the judgment of society is because they're consenting adults. What do you think, Randy?
1: I think that I'm sorry. I'm I'm I was just thinking about how hard it is to be a freak, oh, and I got it, very emotional.
2: You know what? Let your freak flag fly. I would say that. Uh, say that, Bongo Buck. I would say that. I've uh, never Coach heard Button that saying before. Uh, it's, uh, it, I invented it just now. Up? Yeah. Uh, let's go to one of our sponsors. Uh, we are sponsored. Speaking of sexual deviancy. our new sponsor is uh, a website for old polyamorous. It's called polynice. It is from former retired NBA center, Olden Polonese. Uh poly, question mark, nice. Uh, it's a great place where you can meet other uh, septuagenarian polyamorous who uh, believe in that things get better with age and they believe that uh, having one partner is a form of societal slavery. Uh, if you're age 69, you can get three months free. Uh, they're also big in the role-playing community, as Polly Nice has tons of costumes, particularly rentals on, uh, police officer uniforms. Uh, I enjoy role-playing, as a lot of you know. Uh, I'm, I'm switchy in the bedroom, I'm switchy with my costumes, and, um, I'm switchy with my genders, in fact, uh, behind closed doors. So,
1: it's this construct. is a fun
2: one. It's a it is a construct so you can get your first week on poly nice free with our promo code consent consensual non consent we talk about it all on the podcast we talk about uh, it all, the, all time. the time we talk about it all the time we we use our safe words all the time it's very important and your safe word is consensual non consent you can get a free week on poly nice we can get a little bit of cash to fund uh, some of our legal bills as resulted from our old polyamorous website sponsor Moving on, let's go to the second team of the Indiana Pacers. They've brought in uh, Kylo Quinn, a guy I believe the Golden State Warriors should have signed. I believe the 29 other teams should have signed. I believe that Maccabee Tel Aviv should have signed because of his bar mitzvah uh, advocacy. What do you think about the moves these Pacers made, Brent?
1: Well, while Kylo Quinn is switchable and he has a repeatable shooting motion, I hate this signing. Because last year, he refused to come to my 48th birthday party because I couldn't recite sections of the Torah.
2: Oh my god. Wait, wait. Randy, are, you're 48 years old?
1: Well, I'll be 49 this year.
2: I thought you were, I thought you were like a like college student or something. That's why we, we pay you as part of an internship program.
1: Oh no. I haven't been using in college these... since the accident.
2: What are you, what are you using your these course credits on? I, I feel like I've, i is this is academic advisor? Is I that... like
1: to better myself. Wait, is that
2: the scientist that shrunk you? Yes. Oh, my God. What a team. Uh, I really like that they brought in uh, some great, hard-nosed, thoughtful players. TJ Leaf uh, can play with Dominatus Sabonis. Uh, Doug McDermott is in there. I just like that they've got these uh, heady, intellectual players that I feel like can maybe not contribute on the court, but can crunch some spreadsheets better than... Uh, Somebody like a uh, an Al Jefferson type. Sounds
1: good to me, Brett.
2: All right. Well, let's go to one of our sponsors. This is a great sponsor we've had for a while. Uh, we're sponsored by SquarePace. A SquarePace is a website hosting company in the parking lot that used to be the Market Square Arena in Indianapolis. It's the only tech company where all the employees are former members of the 1990s Pacers. Uh, they do not have the best designers, but they do employ uh, Travis Best as a designer, Uh, This is how I design my own personal website for uh, couples swapping. Uh, I have in fact uh, they Don't offer click the on the
1: Dav- gallery on that website.
2: Well, I mean, it, you're rolling the dice. You're playing with fire, just like uh, you are if you're trying to <laughs> start TJ Leaf in an NBA game. So uh, I have the Dale Davis package, which is a strong template, protects my data at the rim. Uh, you can also splurge for the Antonio Davis package, which is uh, exactly the same as the Dale Davis package, but it's two inches larger. <laughs> you know all about that, uh, Randy, right? Because you're two inches tall.
1: Hey, two and a
2: half. So the SquarePace doesn't have Workmen. They have Haywood Workmen, who's uh const- currently taking a JavaScript programming class. Uh some websites have Cree encryption. This has Derek Key McKee encryption. And uh, they don't offer backups, they offer Xan to backups. Everything's kept in the McCloud, a detachable hard drive in George McCloud's living room. So uh this is a great website. We've we've used it for a lot of things. We talk about Uh, Square pace. Uh, We talk about pace and space. We talk about square spacing and pacing. We also pace around the square sometimes while designing our website. Uh, But you can get an introductory free splash page with our promo code ReggieSucks at R-E-G-G-I-E. S U X Reggie sucks. We talk about it a lot on the we podcast. We talk about it all the time, all the time, all the time. He's not switching at all. Thank you, Squarepace, the number four website host in the Eastern Conference.
1: Brett, I just ah. I wrote a joke right now. The, oh, really? First let's. One let's ever.
2: Oh, I love it. I'm excited.
1: I know you don't like jokes, but
2: no, I don't. I like facts.
1: Here is this.
2: Jokes, if... jokes, or jokes are like limericks in that they try to trick the mind. With with similar sounds and deception.
1: If you use Squarepace, your website front page will look slick, Leonard.
2: What? Uh, all right, I like that one. I like that one. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next team in the Eastern Conference, the Detroit Pistons, who uh, callously threw away analytics genius Stan Van Gundy and brought in uh, just. Uh, I, I, the the most deplorable coach of the year uh, award recently, Dwayne Casey from the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Randy, what do you think they made of this off season?
1: Well, Brett, why don't you go first? Because you know I prefer not to talk about the city of Detroit.
2: Oh, that's true. You've had some bad experiences there. Uh, They made some moves that were interesting. I really like that Luke Kennard's going to finally get a chance to play, get out on the court, uh, give them a little more spacing. Uh, I do believe, though, that Randy, that uh, Stanley Johnson, their young small forward, uh, should be executed, uh, preferably at center court of the new arena, uh, or they could do it in uh, the Ford Motor Plant, just really anywhere in the city of Detroit. Uh, I've given up on him, and Stop he should be made name. an example.
1: stop saying saying Detroit.
2: oh sorry uh the motor city is that better Uh, south south windsor
1: that's much better as you know i think i've told this story before on the podcast i don't like talking about detroit because one time i went to a kid rock concert and joe c rest in peace Put me in his pocket and forced me to go on the rest of the Family Values 99 tour.
2: Oh, no, oh, no. Fieldy uh... from
1: corn's Pitbull kept trying to eat me.
2: That's 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 terribly unsettling. Uh, he would
1: put I... a little cowboy hat on me and a vest and make me dance to I'm a cowboy.
2: Oh, that's raw. That's uh, that's ball wit to bad. You I know would... what I'm saying? Someone... I was Someone... in... You know what? No one should make a joke about that. That was terrible, Randy. I'm sorry. No one should make a joke about that. No one should uh, make have...
1: any jokes.
2: I have this team projected for two and a half wins. Where do you have them, Randy?
1: I was finally able to escape when Uncle Cracker took pity on me
2: and oh, God. he snuck
1: me out at a bus station in Tacoma.
2: Wow. Uncle Cracker, always the switchiest of anyone on the 28 family. 28 wins. 28 wins. Wow. Okay. Well, you still you still have a little more loyalty to that city than I do. Uh, all right, let's go to our new sponsor. This is a brand new one. It's called Coach Bud's Kind Bud. It's the online marijuana dispensary run by a new Milwaukee coach, Mike Buddenholzer. How does Coach Bud design such an impressive offense? Well, the answer is he's uh, high out of his mind 24-7. Uh, remember when the Hawks won 66 games, Randy? I sure do. Coach Bud thought he hallucinated it. So uh, here are the specials this week on Coach Bud's Kind Bun. There's uh, Mike Kushkala, the strain Coach Bud was on when he signed Senator Dwight Howard. Uh, there's Streetball Paul, which is a sativa. It's a fundamentally sound weed that uh, actually has some uh, some extra potency that you might notice later that uh, a lot of, lot of the stoners won't notice in a more conventional uh, marijuana smoking system. And uh, there's also Sir Diesel, which is actually the strain of weed. it's an indica. It's what Mike Scott was smoking when he got all those emoji tattoos. So you can sign up and you can get a free flower or uh, a lighter, your special prize as a new patient. but you have to use taxpayer co- you have to use the promo code non-taxpayer mid-level exception. Uh, and uh, you know we talk about that all the time. On talk the podcast. about it all it's easy the time. To remember, non-taxpayer mid-level. I accept- have it
1: tattooed on both my calves.
2: That is true, and it's it's so tiny. How did you find someone to do such intricate work?
1: I did it before the incident.
2: Oh my god. That's a terrifying moment in your life. All right, let's move on to the next team in the conference. The Chicago Bulls, my hometown, the Windy City. I'm actually from Evanston, but I claim the city of Chicago and everywhere all the way down to the state of Missouri. It's uh, it's uh, it's Brett country. Brett-town. You know what I'm saying? Brett town. It's a uh, it's, it's Brett. And you know, Brett's annoyed at you interrupting. Uh, So what you're you Forget doing it, here-
1: Randy? It's Brett town.
2: Yeah, I like that. I like that kind of respect. That's what I need from you more often. Uh, Moving on, they've got the Fred Hoiberg offense, which is going to start really paying dividends this year. Uh, I think what they're going to do is uh, start Justin Holliday at point guard. I think that's the spark they need to get this offense really going and to bring it to its switchiest level.
1: I could see that. I, I don't know. I think they're maybe planning on starting Chris Dunn and his teeth. At point
2: guard. <laughs> yes, that's right. But uh,
1: maybe you're right. I believe Please he's don't fix- yell at me again.
2: Well, you know what? I, I can't guarantee that at all. Uh, you know the meds I'm on. They don't they don't allow me to regulate my moods. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry too. And uh one thing I would say, you know, the, the Chicago Bulls starting Justin Holiday at point guard is one thing, and then uh trading Robin Lopez would be my next step, and then my third step would be trading Uh, Cristiano Felicio, uh, Jabari Parker, Zach Levine, uh, Chris Dunn, and uh, Bobby Portis. I would build around Lowry Markkinen and Wendell Carter Jr. In fact, I would just play the two of them together. I would just get cap space and picks and just see how those two play together by themselves against five other players. That's what I want to see.
1: Not unlike my my Kawhi Leonard idea last year. Last, uh, yeah, yeah. last episode.
2: Yeah, uh, but you know he's a little old. Quiet uh, Leonard, old. He's, he's almost ready to enter the carnival of death. I so. love his
1: laugh, though.
2: Yeah, it, 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 uh, I do like it, too. It's it's very natural. Reminds me of my own laugh. Uh, all right, our next sponsor for the podcast what?
1: is... you didn't ask me about the bulls.
2: Well, all right, I thought you were going to interject at some point, but maybe I've just frightened you in submission with my loud voice and my intimidating style of talking, because sometimes I can't regulate the sound of my voice.
1: This in the summer the Bulls signed Zach Levine and Jabari Parker to cap busting deals. And the city of Chicago should understand that the salary cap is fragile and not a hot dog you use every single inch of to cover it with players. I Wow. <laughs> frankly, I'm so upset if um- I think I'm moving to Chicago. Whoa, whoa. I'm going to reopen the H.H. Holmes murder hotel and send every single member of the Bulls organization for an extended stay.
2: Wow, this is. If you know what I mean. Yeah, you're talking about serial murder, conscious serial murder right there. And you know what? I'm all for it. But just remember, uh, you want to put celery salt on those bodies to make them dissolve faster.
1: We talk about it all the time.
2: We do. We do. Uh, All right. So before we get to our next uh, one more sponsor, Uh, as you know, uh, Randy and I both have disproportionate bodies. I have uh, extremely long arms, extremely long legs. Uh, My nipples and my belly button are three centimeters apart. It's very close. It's very difficult to buy suits in my proportion. Thank God. There is Rondo Chino, the custom suit company, uh, and they've been a sponsor of Slammed Up for a long time. Uh, And we'll be honest with you, 11 months a year, this suit company is absolute trash. But in April, Rondo Chino puts together some of the finest menswear you'll see anywhere. They're relentlessly form-fitting, they rise to special occasions, and they will trash-talk other custom suits in the store. Uh, Mine works fantastic. Uh, I wore them for that Connect Four tournament that I placed fourth in. Uh, they 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 cheated. They cheated me out of third place. You should've and, used uh,
1: analytics.
2: Yes, yes, and uh, it's the you know, only there,
1: time I've ever been mad at you.
2: I don't know why I decided to go with my gut for that one, especially because my gut is dangerously close to my heart. And uh, you know, I've I've had several surgeries, but it's hard to resolve them, and it's hard to even touch my own belly button with my monstrously long arms. Ah, uh, but. One thing that they're 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 pitching at Rondo Chino this year is if you're a member of the military, you get twenty-five percent off your cert purchases because Rondo Chino loves its vets. Uh and you can get an additional ten percent off with our promo code Ray Allen suck my dick. That's R A Y A L L E N S U C K M Y D I C K. We talk about Ray Allen sucking dick on the podcast all the time. You
1: might talk about that all the time.
2: You know, this might be my other podcast that I'm thinking about, uh, Slammed Slammed In, uh, which is my Erotic Fantasies podcast, which you can get by donating to the Patreon. Uh, our final team, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the defending four-time Eastern Conference Cleveland Cavaliers, with my pick for 2019 MVP, Kevin Love, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Randy, what do you think of this team?
1: I love this offseason. Letting the corpse of LeBron James go is one of the most cap-friendly moves imaginable.
2: Plus, yeah, he turned 33 years old. That's when Jesus died.
1: Plus, they got my friend Sam Decker, who I'm in a QAnon Facebook group with.
2: Yeah, I like Sam Decker, too. I like his intelligence. I like that uh, the way he switches up the floor. He, uh, he switches in, he switches out, he switches all about. Uh, I also really like that he's my best source. He's actually a stringer for my high school basketball, Wisconsin-only podcast, which is called uh, Cheezed Up. So uh, that's Cheesed Off. I'm sorry. Jeez, I'm sorry. I apologize to Sam. I apologize to the listeners. I am going to punish myself for that uh, immediately following the podcast, if not right now. In fact, I'm going to start punishing myself. You say whatever you need to about the Cleveland Cavaliers.
1: I already said it. Bad, Brett. No, Brett. No exceptions for you. This is so upsetting. This, this is, is what mother and father left you.
2: All right, and we're back. Uh, what's your prediction for the win total for these Cleveland Cavaliers? Seven. I'm gonna pick them for seven D. Alright, so we, we differ a little bit on that one, Randy. Uh but we're we're both looking for Sam Decker to make the All Star team this year. Uh that's gonna do it for the central division. Uh Randy, do you have anything you wanna plug?
1: i I mean, as always, you can follow my writing on Venmo, Airbnb, mm-hmm. Yelp, mm-hmm. Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook, the Patreon, Hatreon.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Reddit. Yeah, that's for people that
2: hate the podcast, and uh, they can donate money and get us uh, self-criticizing ourselves and videos of me punishing myself when I make a mistake on the podcast. So LinkedIn. that'll be up on the Patreon,
1: Indeed.com, mm-hmm. ZipRecruiter,
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The
1: Athletic.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: The Players Tribune, mm-hmm. uh, Penguin Publishing Books.
2: Yeah, that's weird that you 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 do have an imprint there. It's a boutique. Yeah. Uh, And as for me, I'm going to be putting up uh, some of my folk songs and my lovemaking songs on the SoundCloud. Uh, You can listen to me. Oh, and I've got a new article up on Stormfront, so check that one out. Uh, Thanks a lot. Thanks to the people at Rumble Rock for putting us on. They're congratulately obligated to, but I'm also congratulately obligated to thank them. And uh, for Radio Ledoux, I'm saying uh, good night and uh, good luck.
3: Oh, my God. They're getting weirder.
2: They are getting weirder. What are we... How, we, have, we have a seven-year contract with them?
3: What if we just rename the... Can we just cancel this podcast and then start as a different one with a different name?
2: Uh, we're going to have to fake our deaths. get him? us out That's, of our contract? I think it's worth it, though.
1: That little one said he was going to serial murder everyone in Chicago.
2: Yeah, like in a really ambitious way. I didn't like that at all. All right. What do you want Joey, to plug, Sean? Uh, come to the business on Monday nights at LittleJoy and check out the Everything Report on Instagram.
3: Uh, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where, where one day ago I tweeted, "The calls in these at NFL games are ridiculous. Hurry up at NHL, we need you."
2: Wow, he's gonna host Dancing with the Stars Junior.
3: He is, he sure is. Trust the process.
2: Trust the process.
3: Shut it down. Let's get to the NBA season already. <laughs> Woo-hoo!